Hey everyone, Curtis here. If you have been with us, then you'll be familiar with this segment. And if you are on Instagram following us there, you may have seen us announcing it as well. But we are reviving what Curtis read this week for Black History Month. And the reason for that is that there was a book on our shelf and one that is now in our new office and sitting there looking at me once again that I have been wanting to read and meaning to read for a very long time. Um, But have never really gotten around to it. It's one of those books that we read parts of in a seminary church history class, and I have wanted to read the rest of it ever since. It is called African American Religious History, and it's a collection of mostly primary source documents from the history of black religion in America. Um, Like I said, we read parts of it in seminary, but even so, like I imagine is the case for many of you, I still really don't know more than the broad strokes of the history of the black church. But then I had a brainwave. Since it's Black History Month, it gives me the perfect excuse to finally fill in a few of those gaps in my knowledge. Not completely, but a little more than I had up until now. Um, Because this is a really important bit of the history of our church in our country. So, like I said, we're reviving what Curtis read this uh, this week for the month of February. And so each week or so, I'm going to post a short little reflection of something interesting and or important that I learned about the history of the black church from the book that I am reading for the month. So with all that preamble, um, we're trying to keep this short, so I've got about a minute left to actually say something here. But the first section of the book is about the Christianity of slaves in the pre-Civil War South. It's interesting to me in and of itself that black slaves saw anything worth following at all in the hypocritical religion represented to them by their enslavers. But on the other hand, that's the power of the gospel and of the Holy Spirit, to be revealing the truth of God, even when that truth is being deliberately, cynically, diabolically distorted and obscured by the people who are telling you about it. But even so, the slaves, they wanted to know this Jesus, which you would think would be great news for the white professed Christians of the time. But no, they wanted to use religion as a means of control not liberation. Several of the documents in this book lay out the restrictions placed on black worship. Slaves could not worship on their own. White people always had to be there watching over things and no prize for guessing the favorite verse of the slaveholders. Yes, it was slaves obey your masters. Apparently they typically stop short of the words that follow, which command masters to give their slaves what is right and fair. I don't know why that verse didn't get read also. Slaves who organized their own separate times to worship and study the Bible would be beaten and whipped, and yet they kept at it because they saw the truth that their masters didn't want them to see. One of the most interesting pieces I read this week was a collection of songs, spirituals, really, that appeared originally in the Atlantic Monthly, which is still around today, but which started as an abolitionist magazine in, I think, the 1850s. And these are spirituals that the writer of this piece had overheard being sung by regiments of black Union soldiers. I'm going to read a couple selections here in a second. But what struck me was the constant refrains and reminders in these songs that the day was coming when God would welcome them home. The recurring motifs of crossing the Jordan River into the promised land where there would be no whips, no chains, no tears, no blood. I've gotten so used to making the point, hey, when we talk about salvation, we're overemphasizing the after we die part. Salvation is something to be experienced now. We get to partner with God to bring God's kingdom into the present here and now. The afterlife is not all there is. And that's true, especially when you're privileged. But in these spirituals, what I noticed was something that was also true, something that's true for the oppressed. 
the ones who have very little power to bring the kingdom, the ones who can only remind each other over and over that God has not forgotten, that God's justice is coming, that God will bring them home. This life is not all there is. So I want to read a couple of these quickly, and if anybody is interested in seeing more of them, let us know, and we can figure out a way to get a copy to you or something like that. But here are a couple of the spirituals that the writer of this piece in the Atlantic heard sung around the campfires of the Union Army. The first one goes like this. There's no rain to wet you. Oh, yes, I want to go home. There's no sun to burn you. Oh, yes, I want to go home. Oh, push along, believers. Oh, yes, I want to go home. There's no hard trials. Oh, yes, I want to go home. There's no whips a-crackin'. Oh, yes, I want to go home. My brother on the wayside. Oh, yes, I want to go home. Oh, push along, my brother. Oh, yes, I want to go home. Where there's no stormy weather. Oh, yes, I want to go home. There's no tribulation. Oh, yes, I want to go home. Then there's this one. It's a short one. He has been with us, Jesus. He's still with us, Jesus. He will be with us, Jesus. Be with us till the end. And then finally, I could read all of them, but here's one more. We'll soon be free. We'll soon be free. We'll soon be free when the Lord will call us home. My brother, how long? My brother, how long? My brother, how long? Before we're done suffering here. It won't be long. It won't be long. It won't be long before the Lord will call us home. We'll walk the merry road. We'll walk the merry road. We'll walk the merry road where pleasure never dies. We'll walk the golden street. We'll walk the golden street. We'll walk the golden street where pleasure never dies. My brother, how long? My brother, how long? My brother, how long before we're done suffering here? We'll soon be free. We'll soon be free. We'll soon be free when Jesus sets me free. We'll fight for liberty. We'll fight for liberty. We'll fight for liberty when the Lord will call us home. As American Christians, we have to wrestle with and acknowledge the fact that people who claimed to be our brothers did this. Reduced our brothers and sisters to singing of Canaan when God would finally welcome them home. But alongside that, we can learn from these brothers and sisters who, through lives far harder than any I could ever imagine, trusted that God would keep God's promises of deliverance, freedom, justice, that he has been with us, Jesus. He's still with us, Jesus. He will be with us, Jesus. Be with us to the end. See you next time.